Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. Countless superhero movies have been released in the past decade, centering around characters with abnormal and exceptional abilities. What if people could really have superhuman abilities like those portrayed in the movies? In this episode, we will be talking about super soldier technology. This may sound like something out of a comic, but I can assure you that this technology is something that militaries and scientists around the world have been experimenting with for a while. Speaking of comics, if you're familiar with Marvel, then you know of characters such as Captain America. His origin story is pretty straightforward. Captain America is the alter ego of Steve Rogers, who is a frail guy with noodle arms and shit. He was then enhanced to the peak of human perfection by an experimental super soldier serum. After joining the military, to aid the United States government's efforts in World War II. So what if I told you this character's origin story may be based on more truth than fiction? In 1985, retired four-star general Paul F. Gorman sketched out an early version of this super soldier technology in a paper he wrote for DARPA after his retirement from the army. He spoke about being able to transform the weakling of the battlefield into a true super soldier. The super troop exoskeleton he proposed offered protection against chemical, biological, electromagnetic and ballistic threats, including direct fire from a .50 caliber bullet. The super soldier would also have audio, visual and touch centers. It doesn't end there though guys. These soldiers would also possess thermal imaging for eyes, sound suppression for the ears, and fibre optics from the head to the fingertips. Its interior would be climate controlled, and each soldier would have his own physiological specifications embedded in a chip within his dog tags. So yeah, this episode might be sounding a little sci-fi, but stay with me. This was proposed by a general in 1985. The 80s. This information is online if anyone is interested in reading about that. But the reason I wanted to emphasise the year was because it gives us somewhat of a timeline. If people in high positions such as generals, for example, propose an idea that detailed, then they've already been experimenting. In my humble opinion, it's pretty bold of him to speak about something like that in the 80s. But who am I? Nothing much was mentioned about it in the mainstream from then on, and it most likely seemed too unbelievable and crazy for people to fathom in the 80s, 90s, and even the early 2000s, to be honest. In September 2015, The Atlantic released an article called Engineering Humans for War and revealed some interesting follow-ups on what Gorman said in 1985. Quote, By 2001, DARPA had unveiled two exoskeleton programs and by 2013, DARPA had started work on a super soldier suit called TALOS, which stands for Tactical Assault Light Operator Suit. Unlike anything in the history of warfare, Engineered with full-body ballistics protection, integrated heating and cooling systems, embedded sensors, antennas and computers, 
3D audio, optics for vision in various light conditions, life-saving oxygen, and hemorrhage controls, and more. Talos is strikingly close to the futuristic exoskeleton that Gorman first envisioned for DARPA. End quote. So personally, I think this super soldier technology is very interesting, like super interesting, because it has so many aspects within it, like what makes the perfect soldier and how do you create that perfect soldier that's ready for combat? There's so much to consider. When looking at fictional superhero characters, a lot of their superpowers were a result of genetic mutations. Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider, which then caused him to mutate and conveniently gain superhuman strength, endurance, and agility. Oh, and because he was bitten by a spider, of course, he gained the ability to stick to walls and he also had his super spidey senses that allowed him to sense immediate danger. Spider-Man is obviously a really exaggerated example of mutations. There are many rare and obscure interesting mutations in real life that humans are actually born with that would be considered very useful attributes for a super soldier, which is where I'm going to go with this next. For example, there's actually a rare genetic mutation where a person can't feel any pain at all. It's so rare that only a few dozen people are recorded to have the mutation. Feeling no pain may not sound as fun as you actually think. In June 2018, the Associated Press spoke to the family of a young girl that had the rare mutation and shared some things the family has gone through. Quote, she would chew her fingers bloody. She would chew on her tongue like it was bubblegum. Steve Gringus, Gabby's father, explained she ended up in the hospital for 10 days because her tongue was so swelled up that she couldn't drink. The teeth Gabby didn't break off, biting on toys, were removed by a dentist to put an end to the carnage in her mouth. By the time her adult teeth came in, we thought she'd be old enough to understand, Gabby's father said. Well, she ended up having a broken jaw and the adult teeth didn't come in properly and they broke off one at a time. Pain also keeps babies from putting their fingers in their eyes. Without pain to stop her, Gabby scratched her eyes so badly Doctors temporarily sewed them shut. Today, she is legally blind because of self-inflicted childhood injuries. End quote. So this is just one story of a person with this genetic mutation. A lot of us, well, me personally, I've joked about not wanting to feel pain. But then what you forget is losing that means that you lose some sense of self-preservation. If we know what's painful, we naturally protect ourselves. But not feeling pain could be super dangerous in everyday life. It wouldn't be dangerous for a super soldier though. And that's a genetic mutation that is sought after when thinking about creating super soldiers. If your super soldier was kidnapped by enemies one day and put through really painful, excruciating torture, not being able to feel pain would be perfect in this situation. The soldier would not feel fear or stress because they don't have a sense of pain, meaning nobody could torture information or secrets out of them. There's also another genetic mutation that has been found within one family in which their bone density is so high, their bones are basically unbreakable. Professor Insogna and Lifton of Yale School of Medicine wrote about them in 2002 in an article titled Unbreakable Bones Prompt a Hunt for Genes. The article speaks about this rare gene mutation the Connecticut family carries. Quote, they have extraordinarily dense bones and there is no history of fractures. These people have about the strongest bones on the entire planet. Insogna first heard about the family a few years ago during a discussion 
of a clinical case being studied at Yale. Another professor told Insogna that he knew of the family with high bone density. I mentioned that I too had been referred to a patient with extraordinarily high bone density, Insogna said. When we pieced together the family tree, we realized these people were all related. End quote. Now the reason this paper was written up, or this article should I say, was because these professors haven't come across this family with this extraordinarily rare gene, literally unbreakable bones, it sounds like something off a TV show. They were thinking about how that could be used in science, in the field of medicine, this gene being used to help people with brittle bone disease, for example. But of course, this gene is also very, very useful for a super soldier. If a soldier's bones can't be broken, no matter how much damage they sustain, this makes for a very durable soldier that can probably spend a lot more time in combat compared to regular soldiers. Not to forget, CRISPR technology exists and is now quite established and it would be possible to take that gene and use it on another human being too. In October 2018, HowStuffWorks.com explained this idea further. Quote, Governments including the United States, China and Russia have been particularly interested in wetware and gene mutations to enhance human abilities to create super soldiers. These soldiers would have to be immune to pain, need no sleep and have super intellect, strength and stamina. They might also exhibit superpowers we've already seen in otherwise normal people like extra fast reflexes. That's where it gets a little scary since a race of superior human beings could be turned against the general population so easily. So who's to say a government would use them to keep peace when they'd be much better suited to wage war? End quote. So I've had this discussion with people and I totally agree myself. If they was to create the super soldier, almost identical to basically a superhero, what would that mean for the rest of us? Because we have to consider if a super soldier could go rogue, I'm not sure. We also need to consider the fact that scientists have changed the genes and the DNA of these super soldier human beings and they could have changed it so much that technically they may no longer be a human being because they've purposely been designed to function as a perfect soldier, which the website Popular Mechanics also mentioned in a 2018 article about creating superhumans. Quote, Last year, three Canadian defence researchers published a paper that explored the intersection of human enhancement and ethics. They found that the permanence of the enhancement could have impacts on troops in the field. Are there unknown side effects or long-term effects that could lead to unanticipated health problems during deployment or after discharge? Moreover, is it ethical to force a soldier to use the technology in question or should he or she be allowed to consent to its use? Can consent be fully free from coercion in the military? End quote. Once we start talking about this in more detail, we can see this is a very slippery slope as us regular non-GMO humans would actually have no chance in hell against a super soldier at all guys. I personally hope there is not that many of them out there but technically even a small group of these soldiers could wipe out a lot of people with ease. This world is feeling more and more like a comic sometimes like imagine an evil villain using this technology. You cannot have this in the wrong hands. 
You just can't. In 2017, Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, warned that humanity could soon create something worse than a nuclear bomb. He was quoted saying, One may imagine that a man can create a man with some given characteristics, not only theoretically, but also practically. He can be a genius mathematician, a brilliant musician or a soldier, a man who can fight without fear, compassion, regret or pain. And I think if someone like him is saying that this could be really dangerous, dangerous but also powerful at the same time it does scare me a bit but also intrigues me just because this stuff is also quite interesting to me at the same time. Now, on April 2020, WeAreTheMighty.com wrote an article titled How the Military Tried to Create an Army of Super Soldiers. The article shares some really fascinating things about what the US military have been up to in their mission to create the perfect super soldier. Quote, The military tried to create a kind of war monk soldier with paranormal abilities that would take on the defense of the United States when technology could not. End quote. So obviously it seems like they went back to the drawing board and considered paranormal abilities which if you think about it, it does overpower technology like when you see it on a TV show or a card game, I would say paranormal abilities, superpowers basically, they would trump technology, everyday technology. As we have advanced quite far in technology, it would make sense from a military standpoint to try and think of ways to combat technological attacks. A lot of this motivation to try this approach also came from something called the Human Potential Movement, which was actually a counterculture phenomenon of the 1960s, and they basically believed that humans weren't using their full mental and physical capacity in their lives. So due to this, they thought if humans were trained properly, they could actually do and be more than what they are now. And that's funny because for a while, many different sources stated you could only use 10% of your brain. I think all of us have seen a video or something somewhere saying we only only use 10% of our brain or humans are only able to use this much of a percentage of our brain and I also believed that that was true but apparently that's been debunked now and it's not true however I still find it hard to believe that every human uses their entire brain just saying from some of the people I've come across in life. So with this, the military had to make sure they were all on the same page. Quote, so the US military was divided over how to proceed. One side wanted to invest in developing weapons, technology, armor, and ways to train its soldiers, you know, army stuff. The other side wanted to train soldiers to master extrasensory perception, leaving their body at will to fight on the astral plane, levitation, psychic healing techniques, and the ability to walk through walls. They were asking for a super soldier, end quote. When I first read this, I thought, this is pretty wild. When I was doing the research for this episode and came across this, I was speaking to someone I knew about it because I was wondering who and why would the US military want to fight on the astral plane? Because that's what stuck out to me particularly when they said they wanted to train soldiers to go to the astral plane to fight. Who, what, where, when, why? Who are they fighting? As I don't know everything, I know surprisingly, I was enlightened with possible reasons by a more qualified person. So I may do an episode in the future about the astral plane, but it's basically another realm or ultimate dimension like our own, and that's very brief. We are all connected to the astral plane. Some of us can visit there through our dreams or psychedelics, and if the military destroys something on the astral plane, that would also be mirrored in our dimension, which could be detrimental to our own balance. What would they need to destroy or fight in the astral plane? I also like how they're training soldiers in levitation, psychic abilities and walking through walls because that must mean some of these abilities may not just be myths in storybooks. 
I feel like this entire episode has subtly proven a lot of things we thought were never possible. Actually could be, but it just isn't publicized. So I just want everyone to remember everything is not what it seems and anything is truly possible. This world isn't as 3D as we think it is. Thanks for listening guys. I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid or curious, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe. Stay curious, for real.